Hey friend, do you have a smartwatch on your wrist right now? Maybe you've got an iWatch or a Fitbit or a Garmin, something that tells you your heart rate. Maybe it monitors your calories during the day. Well, today's episode, I'm gonna show you how you can use your heart rate to better inform your workouts, to boost your metabolism, and ultimately to help you hit those goals that you have on your health and fitness journey. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I just wanna share how I can support you further on your health and fitness journey. Because if you do have a big health and fitness goal on your heart for 2022, but you lack clarity on that goal, or maybe you need some help reverse engineering your health and fitness goal into an action plan, or are you struggling to find the time to implement your health and fitness goals, then I really am the coach for you. Grab my productivity package and you're gonna walk away with a personalized productivity plan to get time efficient, to reduce overwhelm, and an action plan to help you take the daily steps to achieve your health and fitness goals. Each month, I open up five slots to work with you on a one-to-one basis. So click the link in the show notes and snag your spot. Okay, back to today's episode. Let's be honest, so many of us have a watch strapped to our wrist that is this incredible piece of technology that somehow works out how many calories we burn in a workout. It tells us how quickly our heart is working, our heart rate, but we don't make the most of this information. It's just kind of there and we're like, oh yeah, that's nice. And we're often looking for the number of calories that we've burnt as a measure of success. And I was working with one of my one-to-one clients back in February and we were going through heart rate and I was showing her how she can use the different heart rate zones when she's doing her workouts to determine the results that she was going to get from the workout. And then also how we can then use that information when it comes to our cycles to make sure that we're doing the right workout at the right time that's gonna help us to get the best results. So today, I'm gonna share some of that information with you. Now, of course, if you wanna dig into this further and you want to get more of a personalized approach to this, you need to be working with me on a one-to-one basis and you need to grab the productivity plan. But today, I'm gonna show you and talk you through heart rate, how it works, and then how you can use that to better inform your workouts so that ultimately you can have the best results from your workout. Okay, so let's talk about heart rate, what is it? 
ultimately it is how quickly our heart is beating. And the whole purpose of our heart is this great, amazing muscle that we absolutely need to be looking after. That muscle is responsible for pumping all of the blood around your body, all of the oxygenated blood, and within your blood are all of the amazing nutrients that you need as well to help your body to produce energy so that you can do the things that you need to do. Now, our hearts are so important. I mean, honestly, God has just given us this amazing muscle that we need to use. And like any muscle in our body, we have to use it and we have to exercise it. And that comes from doing exercise because the more we move our bodies and the quicker and the faster, or if we're lifting weights, then it's gonna make our hearts work. And the more often that we're exercising and training, the more our heart is going to be working and the better it is going to be as a muscle. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Our heart is a giant muscle. It's pushing blood around our body. And we want that muscle to be as effective and as efficient as it possibly can be so that it can help our body to do all of the other things that it needs to do, like produce energy, to do the running, to do the lifting, to do all the chores and things at home. So our heart rate is really, really important. Have you ever been to the doctor for a bit of a checkup? And one of the things that they often do is they will measure your blood pressure. So your blood pressure is linked to your heart rate because your blood pressure is the pressure of the blood that is circulating around your body and it's the pressure against the walls of your blood vessels. Now your blood vessels are your arteries and your veins. Your arteries take the oxygenated blood to the cells in your body. So as you breathe in and the oxygen comes through your lungs and into your arteries, your arteries take the oxygenated blood to the rest of your body. So those arteries are normally under a a reasonably high amount of pressure because they're pushing the blood around your body. Now, most of the pressure, most of your blood pressure comes from your heart pumping that blood. Now, the more efficient your heart is at pumping the blood, the less pressure your arteries and your veins are going to be under when that blood is being pumped around. And also your blood pressure can also be linked to if you have um, blockages in your arteries, if you've got um, buildups of plaque and that sort of thing from the food that you're eating. So blood pressure is quite important. And it's something that I often measure and many personal trainers do this. When I work with my one-to-one clients, I will often actually take their blood pressure before we actually start working together. Because if their blood pressure is particularly high or if their blood pressure is low, I'll refer them back to the doctor just to make sure that they are okay to be exercising. If you are interested in blood pressure and you'd like me to do a podcast about blood pressure and how it can impact you and the things that you can do to change your blood your blood pressure let me know and I will absolutely record an episode for you but for today's purposes really what we're talking about is our heart our heart rate 
And the more efficient your heart is, the stronger that muscle is, the lower your heart rate is going to be when you're at rest. And also the lower your heart rate is going to be when you're exercising. Heart rate is really important when it comes to the energy that we get. Now, you've probably heard the term aerobic respiration, and this is the process by which our body uses the glucose in our blood and oxygen together to turn that into energy and the byproducts from aerobic respiration are carbon dioxide and water. And for the majority of us, this is how we get our energy and it occurs in these tiny parts of your cells called mitochondria, which are like the powerhouses of your body. So it's kind of like really digging into some science there. So aerobic respiration is really important. Uh, but when our heart rate gets to a high level, a certain level, a certain percentage, and I'm gonna dig into that into more detail with you in a second, when our heart rate gets to a certain percentage, our body then switches from aerobic respiration into anaerobic respiration because our body's then saying, look, I need energy and I need energy fast. And aerobic respiration is not getting our bodies the energy that it needs as quickly as it needs it. So anaerobic respiration is where we're creating energy using glucose, but oxygen isn't involved in that chemical reaction. So we are left with lactic acid, which is often this buildup in our muscles. And if you've ever seen like 100 meter sprinters, they will be going through anaerobic respiration. So they'll be drawing on energy reserves and at the end of the race, they'll have these huge amounts of lactic acid in their muscles that they've then got to work on and expel. And that's why you'll see these athletes like breathing really, really heavily to try and get rid of that lactic acid. Okay, so you're probably thinking, right, that's great, SJ. Thanks for the biology lesson. That's amazing. But how does this impact me when I'm doing my workouts? So first of all, we're going to work out what your maximum heart rate is. And your maximum heart rate is based on your age, unsurprisingly. And there are a couple of different calculations that you can use to calculate your maximum heart rate. For ease of simplicity and not to make your life too complicated with even more science, we're going to use the simple calculation where you take the number 220 and you take away your age and that gives you your maximum heart rate. So it's a really, really simple equation. So you take 220 minus your age. So if you were 30 years old, you would take 220 minus 30 and your maximum heart rate would be 190. Now, even I can manage the maths on that. <laughs> so I'm sure that's an easy calculation that you can do. Now, if you wanted to dig into it further, there is another more slightly complex equation that you can use to create your maximum heart rate. And the equation is slightly different for men and for women because of course, we know this, our bodies are very different. So if you really wanted to sort of geek out a bit more on the science, what you could do is you would take the number for women, this is, of 209 point two seven three minus 
0.804 multiplied by your age and that's for women the equation for men is really different but honestly for simplicity's sake and for the technology that you're likely to be using if you have a smartwatch the calculation of 220 minus your age is going to absolutely serve its purpose for what we're using this for and I will link those equations in the show notes and there will also be a blog over on my website that you link to that will help you to explain this in a little bit more detail and actually give you like a visual of the zones that I'm going to dig into now. Okay so once you've got your maximum heart rate you're then going to be able to figure out the percentage zones of your personal maximum heart rate and the zone percentages are really important because depending on where your heart rate is within the different zones is going to depend on the way that you are training so let's dig into some of these zones and this is going to give you a bit of a better idea of what I mean by this okay so zone one would be 50 to 60 percent of your maximum heart rate and this is going to be like your recovery zone really really light exercise is literally if you imagine if you were to get up off the sofa and walk to the fridge that's where your 50 to 60 percent of your maximum heart rate is going to sit now zone two is 60 to 70 percent of your maximum heart rate and this is a really really good zone and a zone that I like to work my clients in a lot particularly if they haven't been exercising very much and this is your basic endurance and your fat burning zone and this is an aerobic zone where your body's using the glucose and the oxygen to work together to burn that energy to create that energy sorry now zone three is 70 to 80 percent of your maximum heart rate now this is the zone where you're going to be working up a sweat you're building endurance doing moderately long exercise and this is working and at an intensity that you can sustain for around 30 minutes if you really had to so again this is an aerobic zone this is where your body's going to be using the glucose and the oxygen to convert that into energy now zone four is 80 to 90 percent of your maximum heart rate and this is the zone where things change and things switch so when you get to about 84 percent of your maximum heart rate your body goes into an anaerobic metabolism and what this basically means as I mentioned before is that your body is short on oxygen so it has to find other fuel sources to burn and to burn quickly so in this zone you can only push for about 10 minutes maximum at one time in that zone and your glucose in your muscles is broken down and it leaves behind lactic acid in your muscles as I mentioned earlier. Now this is the zone where you're likely to be coming in and out of this zone if you're doing like HIIT training for example. So you're going to have really high intensive bursts where your heart rate is going to go between 80 to 90 percent of your maximum heart rate and your body's probably going to go into that anaerobic metabolism process which which is why when you drop back down into that aerobic zone your body's having to recover so think about in the spin classes for example where your instructor's like really pushing you to sprint for maybe a minute or a couple of minutes 
or you're working in a really high zone for, and most of them won't tend to have you working in this zone for any longer than five minutes in a, in a gym class, for example. Or if you're doing a workout at home and you've got interval training where perhaps you're, you know, doing some like burpees for a minute or something like that, and then you're getting a rest. Or on one of the programs that I use on my online platform that I've spoken about before is they're using something called Tabata and Tabata trainings where you're like working for four minutes and of those four minutes you maybe have a ratio of 20 minutes 20 seconds sorry pushing really really hard and then 10 minutes rest and you'll do that for four minutes that's the kind of exercise that you're thinking of where you're going to be working in zone four now zone five is 90 to 100 percent of your maximum heart rate. And for you and me, my friend, this is probably a zone that we really shouldn't and we don't really want to be working in because this is a really high anaerobic training zone at your maximum that most of us can only sustain for 30 seconds. So if you're somebody who does go to like boot camps or you're working out at home using a HIIT class, really you're only going to be able to sustain this zone for 30 seconds and that lactic acid buildup is something that you have to be really really careful of to make sure that you're helping your body to get rid of that. So why is this and why are these zones so important? And I will leave a recap of the zones in the blog, which I'll link in the show notes for you. So you can go and see like a written version of this so you don't have to like have it all written down. But why is this important? Well, depending on your maximum heart rate and then the zone that you are working and you're training in is gonna depend on the results that you get from your workout. So for example, if you are somebody who is looking to build endurance, maybe you want to be able to do a really long walk. Maybe you want to be able to do a long cycle you are going to want to make sure that you are training in the lower zones more consistently. So you're going to be wanting to make sure that you're training in like zone three and zone two because you're going to be working and training for a longer periods of time and you're not going to want to be putting your body into an anaerobic state because you're going to want to be building endurance. Now, if you are on a weight loss journey like so many of us are that is a really really good way to train because it's a really good like fat burning zone and your body's going to be constantly like using glucose and oxygen to build and create energy for you now zone four where we then shift our metabolism metabolism into an anaerobic state is a really great zone to work in when you're doing HIIT training because it's basically helping you to push your heart rate higher and bring it back down. And you're training your body how to use these different systems, this aerobic and anaerobic system to get the most out of your workout. And it's also gonna help you to be really effective when it comes to burning calories. And I'm sure you've probably heard from different workouts and probably from me in the past where if you do like HIIT training, so many of the trainers will tell you that as you're 
you know, finished your workout, that your body's going to continue burning calories because you've been working in these different states, so aerobic and anaerobic, and you're going to be helping to boost your metabolism. So that's where these zones come into play because you can use these zones to determine the type of exercise that you want to do depending on your goal. Let me give you a couple more examples. So if you were a person who was really, really interested in being able to lift heavy weights, you're gonna be taking your body into zone four very quickly for a short period of time to lift those heavy weights. So if you've ever seen like weight lifters or, you know, like the world's strongest man, those kind of things, those people are taking their body into this anaerobic zone to lift these incredibly heavy weights because the aerobic zone isn't gonna give them the oxygen, the energy that their body needs for that short period of time. Now, for somebody who is running a marathon, they're gonna want to be working in the lower zones. They're gonna be wanting to work in zone two and zone three because that's where their body is consistently working aerobically and they're using the glucose and the oxygen to turn that into energy. So that's like your endurance training zone. Now, of course, you don't have to be a marathon runner to use this and you can use this on a daily basis. You can use it when you're doing your workouts. And I think one of the key areas that you can use this is to make sure that you are working and you are pushing your heart rate up enough, first of all, because sometimes when we go to do a workout and we think we're pushing really, really hard, but actually we're kind of fooling ourselves in our mind that we're working harder than we shouldn't. But if you can see your heart rate, on your phone, on your watch, for example, you can check in to get an idea of how hard you are working. Now, as personal trainers, we often use this like perceived effort level, but sometimes you can think that you're working harder in your mind than you actually are. So your heart rate is a really, really good indicator of, am I pushing hard enough to get the results that I want to? And also in that way is, am I pushing too hard because if you're in a workout and your heart rate is going up too high so for example if you're if you're pregnant or if you are in like the luteal or the menstrual phase of your cycle you should absolutely not be getting your heart rate into that zone four that anaerobic state because that's the point where you're going to be putting your body under stress and that is the point where that then is more likely to to release sorry more cortisol and if you've listened to any of the other episodes that I've spoken about where the cortisol and how that causes your body to put on weight that is definitely not something you want to be doing which is why in the luteal and the menstrual phases of your cycle that is the point where we're talking about really you want to be working in that zone two and zone three effort levels so that you're working aerobically and you're not putting your body into that anaerobic stressed state because your body's going to cope better with that style of training. And going back to cycle syncing, that zone four where you're shifting into your anaerobic state for short periods of time, that's the kind of workout, those hip workouts that we talk about doing in the follicular and the ovulatory phase when we've got those higher levels of estrogen in our body and our body is really capable of responding really well to that sort of training. So definitely if you are pushing 
into zone four in your follicular and your ovulatory phase, that's brilliant because that's the kind of style of training that you should absolutely, if you feel like doing, absolutely go for it. But if you find when you're doing exercise in your luteal and your menstrual phase that you are training in a zone four, then you need to take a step back and you need to have a closer look at the exercise that you're doing and what you're doing, how you're doing it, the length that you're doing it, and just think, actually, is this what my body really needs right now? Am I putting myself under too much stress? And the answer is probably yes. And then you're gonna need to reevaluate the types of workouts that you're doing. And this, of course, is why I really suggest working with a coach like myself. This is the kind of thing that we can look at within the productivity package. We can look at the types of exercise that you like, the types of exercise that you enjoy, and also looking at the different types of exercise that you should be doing at certain stages of your cycle. And also the heart rate zones that you should and shouldn't be working in in different stages of your cycle. Okay, loads of information and we did kind of really geek out on the old heart rate stuff today. And I just wanna finish up by saying, when it comes to the technology that you are wearing on your wrist in particular, remember that those heart rate monitors do have a really high level of inaccuracy because those wrist heart rate monitors are measuring your heart rate based on like the pulse point around your wrist which isn't always a really good indicator and those pieces of technology aren't always going to give you the best results so I would really suggest that you invest in actually getting yourself like a proper heart rate band that you wear around it sits under your bra line and it has like a small like receiving device device that sits just under like your breastbone like in between like just underneath where your bra sort of meets um you know in that in that center point and those are far more accurate at getting a good indicator of your heart rate and then you can then work out yourself what level you are working at what zone you're working at Or if you're geeking out on this like I was when I first learned about this, you could invest in a piece of technology. The one that I love and the one that I use is called MyZone. It's a heart rate monitor that you can get that either sits on your wrist or you can wear it as a strap around your chest and it links to an app. And the great thing about MyZone is that it colors the zones. So when you're working out, you can have the app open on your phone and you can see really easily from the color what zone you're training in. So for example, I know that when I'm in my luteal and menstrual phase from my MyZone app, I don't want to be moving into the yellow or the red zones on that app. So I can tell from the workout that I'm doing, whether I'm pushing too hard, whether I need to take a step back. And also by by that sort of um, way of thinking as well, you can use the MyZone app to check that you are actually pushing into a zone where your heart rate is up and you are actually working and metabolizing. And it does give you a better accurate, if you're into calorie counting, it does give you a better idea of the amount of calories that you're burning off in that particular workout session because it's measuring your heart rate and it also knows how old you are and it also knows your age. So it's a little bit more accurate. So that's one of the things that I really, really love. Okay, my friend, I hope you've enjoyed geeking out on all of this kind of stuff 
science stuff with me today. Um, as always, if you are struggling with this, if you think this is something that you would like to use in your own workouts, go and grab the productivity package. We can put this into action in your goals. If you've got a health and fitness goal, if you have got a weight loss goal, the productivity package is definitely for you. We get clarity on your goal. We build an action plan to make sure that you are hitting your goal. And we also dig into finding the time that you need to put that goal in place by looking at your priorities. So the link to the productivity package is in the show notes, snag your spot, There are only five spots available each month. So if God has put it on your heart to work with a coach and get some accountability, then go and grab that now. And as always, click the link in the show notes. There is gonna be a link to a blog in the show notes today because there was a lot of information and I know that you're often like driving the car or taking the kids to school or walking the dog. So you might not always have a pen and paper to hand to jot these things down. Now, my last request of you is if you found this helpful or if you found anything in this podcast helpful, writing a review in iTunes means everything to me. It helps me to get an idea of the things that you're loving, what's working for you. And as always, if you have any ideas of future episodes or there's something that you'd like me to unpack for you, then drop me a message as well. My email is in the show notes. Have an amazing week, my friend, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you like it. Leave my mummy a review.